Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're continuing our Only Believe series, and it's a series about faith. And I love faith. Without it, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. As we keep coming to Him, He rewards those who diligently seek Him. That's a great scripture in Hebrews 11. Anyway, last week we looked at this truth. The truth is this, that the foundation of our faith, no matter if things are going well or if things are not going well, no matter what happens, the foundation of our faith is to trust God. Because faith trusts God. And I know that's not always easy. I absolutely know that. In my own world, I know that. But even so, faith trusts God. Okay, so this week we are looking at a different aspect of faith. Paul's preaching on something the week after and then I'm preaching on the language of faith, I think. It could change. It's two weeks away. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. So today we're looking at the prayer of faith. And there are many ways to pray, as you know. All of you know that, right? Many ways to pray. So there can be, uh, prayer can be silent. And uh, I love that type of prayer. I love the, I mean, you might see me up here and think I'm never silent, but really I am. And I do love to just sit in the presence of God and just soak and just, you know, talk to the Holy Spirit. It is a beautiful and wonderful thing. Um, prayer, thanksgiving is another way we pray. And no matter what's going on in our world, we always have something to be thankful for, don't we? Always, always. There's always something to be thankful for. I'm alive, I'm breathing. I'm going to heaven. You know, that's the baseline. And then everything of that is a bonus, I think. There's petition. We're asking God for things. And he tells us to do that. He says, ask and keep on asking. And there's um, the unloading prayer. That's what I call it. It's just when you go to God, read the Psalms, David did it a lot, and you just hear it all is God. I need you to come and help me. And then there's intercession, where you're standing in the gap and you're praying on behalf of another person. And these are all great types of prayer. But you know, there's another prayer. And it talks about it in James 5. And in, at the top of verse 13, it's, it, it says this in my Bible. It says, the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Let's read it. Is anyone among you in trouble? Maybe you are. Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain for three and a half years. And again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crop, which is pretty much what's going on right now. 
the earth is producing its crop. So there are so many things that we could talk about from this passage, but we don't have time. So I want to focus on just a couple. Here it is. In trouble, sick, what's the answer? Pray. In other words, when we're facing a difficult situation, the first thing to do is pray. Pray. I don't always go first to prayer. Sometimes I go to other things. But the Bible says pray. And, it, and then it says, because your faith-filled prayers are powerful and effective. When we pray the prayer of faith, it is powerful and effective. And then it talks about Elijah, who is a human, just like you and me. And what did he achieve when he prayed? A drought and then the rain. That's so good. So I want to come today as a reminder that our faith-filled prayers are powerful and effective. What is going on in your life where you need to be praying a faith-filled prayer? All of us have things that are going on in our life. Have we decided to get involved and pray a faith-filled prayer over it? I I know a lady who, um, her husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And her first thought, and it came after a whole heap of other things that had gone wrong in her world. Because life, you know, it can be like that, can't it? Yeah. And her first response was just anger. She was just angry at God. Really? Something else? And then she went, hold on a minute, that's not helping. And so she went to prayer. And she started to pray, and God gave her this amazing vision of, exact, of what was going to happen, and it happened, and her husband was fine, and you know, but she decided to go to prayer, not to stay at anger. Sometimes that's a good thing to remember. <laughs> Ephesians 1 says this, I pray, and guys, I have been praying this, Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, over us this week. I have been declaring this over us this week. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. I have been praying that we will understand the incredible greatness of his power if we will believe him. Why, do, why have I been praying that? Because, you know, there are times in everyone's life when the situation we face, as I get whatever's on my shoe off, when the situation we face demands that we pray and activate our faith. A prayer of faith is needed. When the situation we are facing demands that we get on the front foot and start to face our battle head on. We have to be fully awake. We have to be fully engaged. We, we, we need to participate and be active in this. And truth be told, it can sometimes be the hardest time to activate our faith. 
It can sometimes be the hardest time to activate our faith and pray because the battle can be so fierce that maybe we feel overwhelmed. Maybe we, we feel defeated because it's just, it's, it's been wearing. We can feel like it's hopeless at times, but it's during those situations, if, if we will stand in the place of prayer and pray that we can see things change in our life. We are not powerless. You are not powerless. Quite often the battle is fought and won in the place of prayer before you see any change in the circumstance of your life or any change in the circumstance of of the life of the person we are praying for. It actually is fought in that place of prayer. I remember I had a dream one night and I don't trust all of my dreams because they're just weird. (laughs) Do you ever have conversations with someone about your dreams? I mean, they're just like, seriously, what was that? Paul and I do that sometimes. He's a weirder than mine because he's way more creative. I don't know what's going on. Wow. But I had a dream. I have a dream. No, stop it. Be, be serious. I had this dream and it was a serious dream and I, there, was, there was darkness and there was evil and it was about an unborn baby and I woke up and I thought, oh, I need to pray. And so I prayed and I prayed and I declared and I activated my faith. This is not about me. I'm I'm just saying that. (laughs) And then I contacted the parents and I said, what's going on? And they said, oh, thank you. Because yes, there is something going on. And we 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 prayed and declared together and this baby was born beautifully and perfect and all is well. I have found that these prayers, the prayer of faith, are pulled from us at times in the heat of the battle, in the heat of the fight. They are pulled from us as we come up against a significant challenge. You might be there today or a circumstance. Maybe it's our health. Maybe it's a situation with a child or a family member, a difficult situation that you're facing or something else, a financial thing or a new venture that you're starting. And it's in those moments and in those situations that sitting back passively and going, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. If God wants me to get out of this, he'll do it. I'll just sit here and wait for him. Well, yes and no. I mean, he's all-powerful, he's almighty. His purposes will stand, he can do anything. But the Bible tells us this very clearly. We are co-laborers with Christ. Here on this earth, we're co-laborers with him. He's not just saying, sit back and whatever will be, will be. He's saying, come on, get involved. He expects us to use what we've been given. We've been given muscle, spiritual muscle. We've been given the word of God. We've been given a sword like that comes out of our mouth. Luke 17 says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees, that's Jesus, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. I love that. Well, I'll just sit back and see what God's going to do. 
Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. What on earth does that mean? The kingdom of God is within you. (laughs) That is such a huge statement. It is such a huge statement. That means we don't have to sit around waiting and hoping for something to happen. You've been given the kingdom of God, so you have everything you need to pray the prayer of faith and to fight the situations that come up against you. We don't have to do it, you know. We can live a life where everything that happens outside of us leads and directs our life. And then our life shrinks. And we are contained by our circumstances. Or we can decide to let what God has said change and affect what goes on outside of us. It's our choice. We can just say, oh, well, that's too hard, so that, that's just the way it is. Is it? Is that just the way it is? It, does that have to be the way it is? Has God said something different and he's asking you to activate faith? I remember a time when I physically had very little strength, very, very little strength. I just, I thought, I just, wow, getting out of bed, that's a, I can do that, surely. Saturdays were the worst days because it was the day before today, Sunday. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I just, maybe on my times, maybe it's up, maybe I'm done. Maybe I need to go and, I don't know, what could I do? Barista. I could. I could do that. I make pretty good coffee at home. You make pretty good coffee at work, Amanda. You're welcome. So I went and prayed and I said, well, God, so what do you think? Am I finished? Is it done? He said, no. I said, okay. Well, that's a, that's a conundrum. So what do I do? I got no strength. And then I thought, so am I going to let that, am I going to let that be my life? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to let that be my life. So I decided to go to the Word of God. I mean, I'm a pastor after all. (laughs) See, see, see. And I had no strength. The other thing I didn't have was any positive outlook for the future. I looked at the future and I thought, well, what's the point? You know, I just might say a disclaimer here. I don't live my life in the... I mean, I tell you lots of stories, but this is not my normal life. <laughs> Most days, I'm happy. Most days, it's good. But I want you to understand, we're all human. We all go through these situations. So I had no, no positive hope for the future. And I had no physical strength. And so I went to Proverbs 31 which I was saying in the 9am service, I haven't read for 35 years because we read it so often when I was growing up. It was like, oh gosh, I can't read that. Anyway, and it says this. It says she's clothed with strength and she smiles at the future. And so I started to say that. I started to say, I am clothed with strength. 
every day. I am clothed with strength. And not only that, I smile at the future. I'm looking at the future and I'm smiling. And as I started to activate the prayer of faith and the Word of God, the situation outside me changed because that's the way it works. This amazing example of this in the Bible. Funnily enough, Joshua was fighting with the Israelites and the Gibeonites said, come and fight with us. There's these Amorite kings that have come against us. And so Joshua went to God and God said, don't be afraid, I'm going to give you victory. And so then Joshua just went and had a rest. That's not what happened. God said, I'm going to give you victory, so therefore go and fight. See, I would prefer if, I, if God said to me, I'm giving you victory, that I could just go and read a book. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Go and have a meal with Paul. Go for a walk. But no, because as I said before, we are co-laborers with God. And so he said, I'm giving you victory, but guess what? You have to fight. And that's the same with us. God says, I'm giving you victory, but you're a part of this victory. You're active in this victory. Joshua 10, it says, as the Amorites retreated down the road, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Azekar. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the storm. So, you will find, we will find, when we are actively involved and participating with God in the, in the fight that he has said we will have victory for, that he will come, just like he did right there. And they were fighting away, but then there were these huge hailstones that were killing them. Amazing. Totally amazing. But then, guess what happened? It started to get dark, and Joshua's going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We're supposed, we, we've got to beat this army, what can we do? He says, he says, he decides to do something bold and outrageous. Because when you're fighting with God, <laughs> at times, he'll ask you to do something bold and outrageous. And Joshua was there, he was fighting, he was sweating, he was, and he did this. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites, this is Joshua 10, victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed. Here's a prayer of faith, guys. He prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, he didn't even say, God, can you? He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of that place. But did you get that? He didn't say, God, can you? He just said, let the sun stand still. Because he was actively fighting in this battle with God. That God had said he'd have victory over. And God responded to that prayer of faith. That was bold. So I want to ask you, are we bold enough to believe that God will answer our prayer of faith? Are we bold enough to pray a prayer of faith? Are we bold enough to believe what it says in Ephesians, that 
the incredible greatness of his power is available to us who believe. I want to encourage some of you today. I really do. Just, I just want to, I want, I just want to put courage into you. Some of you are discouraged. I want to put courage back into you by the power of the Holy Spirit to remind you that the prayer of faith is available to you. That you can be active. You don't have to be passive and just let whatever will be, will be. Be active. The prayer of faith stopped the sun. The prayer of faith coming out of your mouth is powerful and effective. Do you need to pray the prayer of faith? See, there's another, another situation in the Old Testament where the children of Israel were fleeing from Pharaoh and they fled and they got to the Red Sea. And God had led them to this place. And sometimes we get to a place in our life and we think, okay, well, the road stopped. I mean, this is great, God. I mean, really, you led me right here and look. Look, it's sea. How do I get through the sea? And God had led them. And the Israelites, they started complaining and whinging, and Moses was very smart. He said, be quiet. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we need to do. Be quiet. And then he did something really amazing. He, he said to God, God, see, you know, Israelites... It's just, it's the sea. What the heck am I supposed to do here? And God said this amazing thing to him. He said in Exodus 14, 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. See, I would have thought, yes, God, but there's sea. <laughs> there's sea in front of me. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Like, what are you looking at me for? What are you waiting for? This is another example of us co-laboring with God. Because that word tell, if you look up that word tell, that word tell is the same word that Joshua used when he prayed to God. That word prayed, that word tell, it's the same word. Absolutely the same word. When Joshua prayed to God and commanded the sun to stand still, and it did, that's the same word he said, tell them. In fact, command it. Put your staff down and tell them, command it, say, we're moving forward. And as he did that, we know the story, it parted. And they walked through. Sometimes, in my life, I can be so busy praying prayers that are more about my, pro you know, God, 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 this and that, and no, 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 which is all important and all good, and I, I will continue to do it. But sometimes for things to change, maybe, just maybe, there are times when God is looking down from heaven and saying, why are you crying out to me? Tell, tell, tell that situation to change. Activate your faith. Declare 
command. Command it to change. You know, in Mark 11, where it talks about faith, it says, say to this mountain, speak, speak, declare, tell, and activate your faith. Come up, guys. I want to remind you that the power that tries to come against you is nothing, 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 nothing compared to the power that is within you. The power that is within you. The, heaven, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The greatness of his power to us who believe. God, I pray right now in this place that we would have a greater understanding and a greater revelation of the, pa- the power available to us who believe you. We choose to believe you. God, there are people sitting in this auditorium who are, who are standing in front of a sea of water that doesn't look like it ever wants to move. And God, I feel that. I feel the burden of that. I feel the, the discouragement of that. I feel the weight of that, God, on their behalf. And Lord, I want to pray right now that you would give them what they need. Lord God, for that water to part. Lord, because... We have an incredible, great God. And you have put within us all that we need to live this life on earth. And you want us to be a part of co-laboring with you. And so, God, I pray. I pray for every impossible situation. Lord, that faith, God, would be imparted. I pray that revelation would come of your incredible greatness. God, I thank you for the miracles that we are going to see in this place. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, that nothing is too difficult for you. And I declare faith in this place. I declare faith over this room. I declare that every mountain that has been standing for too long will go. It will leave in Jesus' name. Every mountain will move in the mighty name of Jesus because of our God, who is above all other. His name is far above. And I speak it out in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare change, change, miracle, 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 miracle. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have to agree with God right now that you're going to believe him. You have to agree, agree with him. Say, yes, God, I'm going to activate my faith. That you, I'm going to co-labor with you in this situation. I've lost hope in the past, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to co-labor with you. Some of you, you just, just do that in your heart. There's things going on in this room right now. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is moving. He's lifting, he's lifting heads. He's, he's, uh, He's putting hope back into people who have, who have thought, no, no, it's not going to happen. God, I thank you for that. I thank you and I prophesy 
I prophesy. I prophesy life. I prophesy life. I prophesy children. I prophesy children. Children, in Jesus' name, I prophesy that. In this room, I prophesy it. I declare it. I declare it. I declare it. We are seeing children born. We are seeing children born when, that, when we have been told they can't be. We're going to see children born because our God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. And there is an amazing power within you. And I declare it. I thank you for healing, for miracles. I speak to every mountain. I command it will lead, it will move, it will move. I, I speak to relationship difficulties. And I thank you for healing in relationships. Thank you for healing in marriages. I thank you for that, God. I thank you, God. For children with physical issues, I thank you, God, that you are healing. God, we, just, we are taking you at your word. Your word. We're not passively sitting back and just thinking, oh, well, maybe that's just my lot. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. One more thing and we're finished. One more thing. Maybe you're here and you need to get your heart right with God. You've not given your heart to Him. You've not asked Him to come into your life or recommitting of your life to Him. I'm going to pray a prayer. We're all going to pray this prayer out loud together. And I invite you to pray with us. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. Forgive me. I ask you to come into my life. I choose to live for you. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.